0: Hi, I'm Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. And this is the Heart of It podcast, where we chat about what's at the heart of our workplace cultures, energy. It's time to recognize the physical, emotional, and spiritual energy that creates our cultures. And as HR, we are being called to care for it all. Our organizations need us now more than ever. They need the healing only we can provide as HR practitioners. So what are you waiting for? Let's do this.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heart of It podcast. It's another in our series of, well, we'll get into that in a second. We'll talk because we have a very special guest that uh, Sam and I are going to interview. I'm Dave Ciaverini. And
0: I'm Sam Smelter.
1: Okay. And just like that. It's the Sam and Dave show, if it you is. will. Okay. <laughs> so I'll start by uh, just kind of in a very casual way asking Sam, what's been happening since we didn't get a chance last time to uh, to kind of give our little banter and our back and forth? Um, we had a really good interview with Grace Carlson, another member of the Heart Center team. And um, we're going to do that uh, next with another member of the Heart Center team. But thought maybe I could get... Uh, Maybe an update from Sam, what she's been doing and how things have been going.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we are just uh, chugging away here at the Heart Center, mm-hmm. on the Heart Center train. Um, fall is one of our busiest seasons, so we've got a lot of things coming up. One of the things that I'm really excited about, uh, we haven't done like an expo or a vendor booth in a long time, but coming up uh, the weekend of August 13th and 14th, We are going to be a vendor at the New Visions Holistic Expo here in York, PA.
1: Okay. And where will that be taking place?
0: That's going to be at the fairgrounds, I think in Memorial Hall.
1: Oh, terrific.
0: Um, But we are going to be there talking and sharing about our programs. We're going to have products from the heart shop there. Um, But I'm excited. I mean, like, it's been a while since I've gotten to do events like that. And it's just nice to kind of be immersed out and share medical Qigong with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if you're out and about uh, that particular weekend in August, please stop by, say hi to Sam, um, bring your questions, bring your comments. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about the uh, our podcast that we're doing to try and help educate all of you and maybe bring you a little more information um, to tap into some of these resources that the Heart Center offers. So we're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and I guess the other big thing that I would highlight is we have... At the end of the month, we are launching this year's Disengagement Detox, which got completely revamped. So it used to be an eight week, cram as much content as possible in eight weeks through Mm. coaching sessions. We've now expanded that out to 16 weeks where we alternate between content and coaching sessions. It is 100% virtual so that people can sign up for wherever. So it's not just kept to the local area. Mm. Um, and basically we take you through and do an energetic detox on the body, which Mm. is the main cause for people that are suffering from burnout, Uh, if you're just overworked and stressed and you just want to feel like yourself again, that's what that program was designed to do.
1: Okay, wonderful. And it's uh, how long are the sessions? It sounds like you have different kinds of sessions that you're going to include here.
0: So the the live sessions are going to be on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mm -hmm. trying to get the West Coast to be able to get home from work a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll have 75-minute live classes, which we will cover content. And then on the opposite week, so like every other week, We'll have 45-minute group coaching sessions, which will be all focused on helping the individuals in that program really move forward and gain momentum with the things that they're learning in the classes.
1: Okay. And I got to, I mean, why all of a sudden expanding it to 16 weeks? I mean, that's a commitment and that's great because, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, especially, but I almost wonder, will, will people who get into this, will they even will it be more or different than maybe what they're expecting it to be?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, what's interesting is when we ran it as eight weeks in person, we found ourselves slowly stretching it out anyways. Mm, Okay. And we were kind of doing these impromptu coaching sessions in between. And what I found is that what's really important about this program is the sense of community. Mm. And I think a lot of us who are overworked and stressed and burnt out, we feel very alone and isolated. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of this program, which you'll learn within the first two weeks is that it's not draining. It's a time for you to come and revitalize and re-energize yourself. um, While also learning a lot about you and a lot about others. So what I've always tried to do in this program, which is why it also 16 weeks is infuse it with how can you be a stronger professional, whether you're a leader or an HR practitioner Mm -hmm. or just want to be a great colleague and Dave you talk about this all the mm-hmm. time on how you see things with your coworkers now mm-hmm. and you're not I mean I you have you have people who technically kind of report to you but they don't actually report to you mm-hmm. but you still have this new awareness and it helps with the way that you interact in those relationships and how um, you you react to them when they're venting mm-hmm. or when they're talking and, and that just comes from an increased awareness and education. And we've infused all of that in the disengagement of detox. So quite honestly, you know, when you became a client, what you went through, I put into a program mm. that's at a fraction of the cost. Um, and basically it comes out to like $200 a month, which if you try to coach anywhere, yeah. like it's not like that. And this is open to a small intimate group. Um anyways obviously you know yeah. I'm really excited about it. I, I
1: can tell and I'll <laughs> tell you this I'm you know just hearing about that um, I'm gonna participate in it and that's just because of what you said strikes a nerve because you talk about burnout you talk about disengagement you are talking about being there for others and being able to serve your best self I know Sam you've talked about that quite a bit too and these are things that might seem like a big oh my 16 weeks oh my $200 a month folks you're spending that kind of money or wasting that kind of money by not doing certain things anyway in oh, and, and droves. So I'm telling you, this invest in yourself. Take some time. Um, you're going to learn something. And I think it's also I like the community aspect of it because, you know, hopefully we'll get some folks from, you know, all over that we can realize, my goodness, this isn't just necessarily unique to my section of the country or my little, you know, neck of the woods, so to speak. So yeah. real good.
0: And I would tell you that, you know, the Heart of It podcast has allowed us to have international guests here and make contacts. And we now know globally that we're really not alone. All of us are really experiencing this across the board.
1: Yeah. And I know that Sam, we've talked back and forth a couple of times. She's always surprised. But then when she kind of thinks about it, maybe not so much that people, that this, this, the things we're talking about are resonating with folks, like she said, across the globe. So, um, We're trying to use this as an opportunity and as a forum um, to tap into some of these resources, the Chinese medicine, the medical qigong, um, all of that plays into this. It's all part of being really a better version of yourself um, that you can live with and others can as well. So I'll take that as a good segue to introduce our... Guest, we have a very special guest, maybe the veriest specialist guest that we've had to date. Boy, if you could only see her face when I say that to her. But in all fairness, um, the, the, this is a series, um, a podcast series that we kind of started um, as a result of the most recent Heart Center retreat, which took place a couple of months ago. And it was very positive. It was my first. Um, my first retreat my first exposure and I you know I came away with a lot of uh, very positive um, feelings and takeaways and um, so anyway with that we thought one of the good things to get the word out to maybe uh, spread the message of what Sam uh, delivers to her clients would be to introduce and maybe get to know a little bit better each member of the heart center And that all started um, with myself. I was in what we call the proverbial hot seat. Um, And then uh, the last one that we did was with um, Grace Carlson. Grace is uh, um, our remote uh, employee, if you will, our remote uh, staff person. She's from New Jersey, and uh, she did a wonderful job. That's uh, going to be – has that podcast been released yet? Okay, that podcast is out there for you folks, so tap into that. So our third – person in this series, um, is a young woman named Steph Holmes. And for those of you who are familiar with the Heart Center, you've probably had some type of interaction with Steph, whether it's been on the phone or virtually. She does a marvelous job in what she does. I'm going to give you um, just a brief introduction, just a brief background on Steph, and then we'll kind of get into the questions and and, and get into kind of more of the, uh, the good stuff here. Um, Steph Holmes, she, her, hers, works as the director of strategy and business uh, operations at the Heart Center. She combines, and this is what I love, her love of building systems, her eye for detail, and she has a really good eye for detail, and her creative viewpoint to shape what she does at the center. And I can tell you, and I'll speak maybe on behalf of Sam, she's offering and contributing a lot more than I'm sure she even realizes in helping make the, uh, the Heart Center continue to evolve because she allows her work as an artist, and we're going to talk about that, to influence how she approaches work projects, she's able to take the team's innovative ideas, and there are plenty of those, and ground them into practical solutions. And I can tell you, she's she and I have worked together enough that we take all these ideas that come from this mind, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of them, and we just put them into a nice, uh, deliverable compact, hopefully, packaging, um, so all the listeners uh, can end up uh, being the benefactors of all that. So that's my uh, introduction of Steph, and I'm going to ask Steph now to say hello to the listeners.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. I'll be yeah. a little bit nervous, but yeah. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, there you go. That's all we can ask. Nerves is good. This is going to be a good growth uh, opportunity for Steph, no doubt. Um, she gets to come out and uh, and t- talk to us, um, which we appreciate because we want to hear more from her anyway. Okay, I'm going to start by asking, um, because I'm always curious. You know, when I met Steph, which um, has been probably over a year ago now, but I've gotten to know her a little bit. We don't have a ton of communication, but lately we've had a lot more interaction. Um, and I'm always curious how did you first um how were you first introduced to sam how did you end up you know being fortunate enough to 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 meet sam smeltzer
2: so i met sam in my last job i was um like in that little blurb about me i'm mm-hmm. an artist so i grew up as an art kid and um, i was working as a director of ed- education at a local art center here and i met sam through there And she must have just been going through her medical Qigong practitioner training and had some hours that she had to fulfill and work with different clients. And she asked me if I would like to try Qigong with her. And I had no idea what that was. (laughs) I didn't even know how to pronounce it or spell it. But I said yes because I was curious. And that was... Curious
1: about what it was? Curious about Sam? Curious just or, you know... Talk a little bit about that.
2: Um, likely both. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I've am i always been pretty curious to know more about things I don't know about. And Qigong and Chinese medicine was something I had zero experience with. So I kind of I went to her office on our scheduled day not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really wonderful introduction to Sam.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask Sam to maybe give us her recollection of that initial.
0: You know, it's it's really, um, those early days for me, I was so nervous every time I had somebody who did not know anything about Qigong to come in and do it. Mm.
2: Um,
0: and I will tell you, and what's really interesting is, um, you know, we're doing now, I now teach those medical Qigong practitioner classes at the center, and one of the major pushbacks we get is people like, I'm not ready for this. Uh, and I think that's a natural state because that's where I was. Um, and so, you know, I probably, you know, whatever stuff was experiencing or feeling, I think I was just so caught up in my head trying to calm down because you have to be grounded and able to basically hook up and to do the protocols that we learn in medical Qigong. And at that state, I was still really doubtful that I could do it. Mm. Um, Which is, you know, obviously I can because I'm I'm still pursuing it and and doing that. But at that point in time, you know, it was one of those things where people would get on the table and you would just be kind of like saying to yourself, gosh, please be feeling something. (laughs) Please (laughs) let this be a good experience. Like, um, it was very stressful. And especially because Steph and I met, but we didn't really like know each other. Mm. Um. So here's somebody who could go back out and be like Sam had me come to her office and ask me to do something and nothing happened mm, like, it was good point. Yeah. like yeah I think she's lost her mind a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah well that first um that first experience steph for years, I mean what 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 happened I mean was something there I mean
2: it was or did you... magical there Bad. yes um okay no, okay and I should say at that time I was so burnt to crisp Mm. (laughs) I was very burned out um, because of work I was in my in how I grew up and my expectations of myself were so high and I was working so hard and trying to do something so impossible um, that I was just burned out and probably pretty miserable to be around so going into Qigong I had no idea that it could help with that Um, and like I said I'm curious and Um, I like to try new things, but I also am a skeptic. So I'm walking in thinking, okay, if, if I feel anything or sense anything, um, I just want to hear what Sam has to say about it. I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, how this is going to go. Nothing might, may happen. And, you know, then it's something that doesn't work or work for me. Mm -hmm. So, um. Uh, She talked to me for a little bit, walked me through the process. You know, you're gonna be laying on a table without your shoes on, a blanket's gonna be covering you, the practitioner doesn't touch your body, you know, they're just working over your body. And they go through the protocol, and you may feel something. She said you might feel something, you might not. And it was magical in that I did feel something. when she was over and now now i know more about medical Mm -hmm. qigong um because i've done her first class the medical qigong practitioner training um but as she was working over certain organs i could feel this pressure her putting energy into my body or her purging toxic energy out and like i said there's no contact with a practitioner it's just happening over you um and i kind of was bewildered and after I was done the session she sits you up and you get to talk about your experience and I just listened to what she said she felt and she said you know your kidneys were really drained um, I found stagnation in your liver and then she described what emotions were connected to that it was everything I was feeling at work completely drained of an- physical energy um, you know, dealing with resentment and frustration all the time that would creep up in my day. And those are attached to both of those organs. And where I felt that kind of pressure of the energy is exactly where those organs were. So that was just the start of my curiosity exploding and me digging deeper and deeper into her work before. And that was years before I even
1: worked at the heart center okay it wasn't like you you didn't spend a lot of time talking with Sam prior to maybe she picked your brain a little bit but it's amazing mm-hmm. and I'm curious because I've also gone through treatments multiple times and I was also very skeptical and part of this podcast series is to kind of diffuse and um, maybe explain away some of those hesitations or reluctancies Mm -hmm. that people might have, thinking, you know, I'm gonna lie on a table, my shoes are off, I'm covered, but they're not even gonna touch me, I mean, give me a break. Um, But at the same time, you know, and I'm, you, it sounds like pretty quickly, we're like, okay, something's happening here, and you just, you went with it, but then because it sounds like, and I was going to ask you, kind of where were you professionally? You talked about that. I mean, you were at a, you know, you were at a tough spot, really, mm-hmm. you know, professionally at least. And you may have been maybe close to your wits end.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> um, and now knowing, now that I know Sam, I know she probably walked into the office and could just see that written all over my space and my mm. face and all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just made me feel good for the next week. You know i had more energy yeah i wasn't waking up at the last minute to r- race to work to get there on time i wasn't you know snapping as much and i could do my work
1: yeah with maybe less more, struggle less struggle maybe a little bit yeah. yeah okay sam
0: i do remember there were people who called after you went back to work and said what did you do to steph because she is functioning, like, her first week on the job. Wow. Um, and then they were like, I want whatever you did to Steph. Yeah, and there were, okay, what she's <laughs> having. Yeah. yeah, and there were a couple people who I got for additional hours that basically were like, I want this the Steph protocol. Like, <laughs> um, so, and that made me feel good. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear Steph talk about this, because that was way back when, and I definitely have grown as a practitioner um, and even her saying of me being able to sense in her workplace is probably true, but I didn't have the mm-hmm. clarity. I mean, because this is back before, you know, the HR Intuitive was written, which okay. Dave and I have talked about mm-hmm. in great length. And and Dave's I Dave identified this. I didn't even realize it, but that book basically catalogs my final stages of accepting who I am and having clarity around that um which is huge so yeah now i know i go in and yeah. I, when i'm picking up on people but before i was just like that person looks like they need qigong and i would not really know yeah <laughs> i'm glad you I, picked me well, but yeah i just remember being very stressed with people would say yes yeah
1: so isn't that interesting right because you're thinking oh my god uh is it going to work am i on to something or is this you know yeah. Yeah.
0: I was probably like that with you too.
1: Oh, which is great. You hit it well again. I didn't I couldn't tell. I'm but... like,
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> they feel nothing. They're bored on the yeah. table. They're saying, When is she finished?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's uh it's very it's very interesting. And again, you know, I, I say this for the listener's sake. Um, these are things that you're you know, you get out of your comfort zone, but you know, and I'll go back to Steph, you you know something's not right, something's not working. There at some level you're thinking but 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 and I kind of got this baby from what you were saying is that you're you're not sure what or you're not sure where or what or how the solution could be or is this kind of you know you, you say you have high expectations of yourself is this going to be my life for the next however many years I'm going to be in the work world, um, so to that end I mean the follow up then okay it's great you had a great magical. Kind of moment there, but then what happened? I mean, and it sounds like you got a little bit of a, of a of a of a recharge, maybe at the at the workplace. But what happened from that point?
2: Hmm. I know I went back at least one other time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were on a monthly schedule for sessions, but then. You know, I'm, I'm changing what's happening here at the heart center on the table, but I'm not changing my environment yet. So the same thing keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got too busy, too stressed out, and I could only focus on what was in front of me at that mm-hmm. time. So it went back to that for a couple of years. And I guess I should start, you know, from, The beginning a little bit yeah I was always an art kid I was always drawing you know sitting on my floor cross-legged drawing on printer paper and listening to not necessarily my parents but culture's idea that you can't get a job as an artist you know you're going to be a starving artist which is such a myth Mm -hmm. but I really had no idea I could get a job in the art field. So here I was in a job in the art field working as a director at an awesome nonprofit with a mission that I just love, I still love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I should have been happy and I couldn't get over that. I should be happy, you know, Uh, I fit the mission. I love the interacting with the students and the teachers that I was working with and there was room to grow at that organization but i knew at a certain point that i was so burned out i couldn't really make any difference it wasn't going to improve because i you know i just it wasn't my place to do that
1: but how Um, how difficult was that because of kind of like you said you you almost had the perfect situation you know at a younger, at a young age too, like, wow, this is kind of everything. Maybe I thought it was going to be and more, but yet at some level, you thought something's not, something's not working here. How difficult, or what were you going through to realize? I mean, how difficult was that to make that final like resolution?
2: Well, COVID happened, mm, <laughs> of course. Okay. And we all went into lockdown and, um, I was in a job that was in education, but it was certainly non-essential. So I was just under so many odd stress. I was under a lot of different kinds of pressures, mm-hmm. pressure from, from one end to support the organization financially because my job, you know, provided a lot of the funds that we ran on, but also pressure from the people that worked for me that I, that asked me to protect them and were scared. Yeah. Yeah. I think creative people are very sensitive to risk taking like this so a lot of the teachers that i normally would be scheduling were not interested in going back in the classroom yet um so it just it was a lot of stress and i was working from home and living alone and just a very sensitive person in general and i just hit rock bottom at that point um i don't know if this you know i got back in touch with sam she was starting to launched the HR intuitive um, Mm -hmm. at that time. So I was in contact with her a little bit more. I think maybe one of our conversations had even inspired me to start hiking more. There was a point where I was hiking every day, (laughs) going out to the woods after work and just being away from everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think being at rock bottom, being in a place that I love, just made me realize that all of the expectations I had placed on myself were not really mine to begin with, and were so unnecessary and so not calibrated to the person that I am. Mm-hmm. So I had to just rethink all of those things and start shedding them. Mm-hmm. It definitely was a grieving process.
1: Yeah, which it sounds like maybe you knew it was that was happening, and maybe it didn't. But you almost either way had to. It had to be part of that process to mm-hmm. get on the other side of it. Yeah, Sam.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then you're in the midst of COVID. You're, you know, starting to um, maybe reconnect a little bit with Sam. What was the next maybe step or next maybe little milestone for you?
2: Sam offered me a job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As she tends to do with people she likes.
0: <laughs> don't say that no, everyone kidding. who's not had a job exactly. offer is like oh Sam didn't like you gotta
1: yeah f- you gotta no them no all. no 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 no
0: um you know and Steph you can definitely recap this from your perspective but Steph came and participated in Vision Fest which I thought was absolutely fascinating because we hadn't had an artist participate in Vision Fest um and so I come from an artist family so my brother and my mom have artists in their blood my mom was an art teacher when I was little Um, you know I was never the artist I was the creative in other other ways Um, and so you know Steph showed up and she had made it known that she kind of had been you know isolated away so all she had was whatever was in her apartment to make this vision board, or what we call a connected canvas. Um, and so she went through this process of just being open to it. Um, and for whatever reason, she signed up for a session where she was the only one. and. Here's a little secret with Vision Fest. If you sign up for one and you're the only one, you basically get private coaching with mm-hmm. Sam during that session. <laughs> um, and so Steph had that, and so we got to have these really nice dialogues uh, about where she was at, and she was in a space where she could really just dive deep and reflect and and get through some of the stagnation that she had. But anyway, so and we talk about intuition all the time. Um, And I remember we went through Vision Fest. Vision Fest is on a Friday. Um, Sunday I woke up and I had like almost like downloaded to me what Steph's job should be at the Heart Center. Wow. Which I had never thought about. Mm. Like we were thinking about hiring a part-timer, like like an assistant. Like everyone Mm -hmm. always says Steph's my assistant. Steph's not my assistant. She's so (laughs) much more than that. She's Mm. like half of my brain. Mm. Um, And... Uh, so I sat there and I was really nervous about it because I've had staff in the past where I've invested money in and it just was not the right time. And Steph, like we were interacting, but it wasn't like she had ambitions in the HR field or that she wanted to be an energy practitioner. So logically, things just didn't make yeah, sense, except sure. that we had this great experience at Vision Fest. Um, and I remember I was just, I must've just been off like all day. Cause my husband was like, what is your deal? Like, what's wrong with you? And I said, don't freak out. I just, I think that like Steph should be working at the heart center. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like in addition to what she currently does. And I'm like, no, I think she should leave there and be with us. And he was like, well, that's a completely different conversation than what we've been talking about from a budget perspective. And I said, well, let me just have a conversation with her first. Tell her that I had this random thing downloaded to me and let's see where she's at. Because if she's like, I don't want to work for you, then this is a mute point. Right? Um, So Steph got a random request from me (laughs) to meet virtually where, yeah, I offered her a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Were you surprised, Steph, Um, at, 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 at that? Or could you kind of feel maybe, oh, this might be something leading to something maybe better?
2: I, I think it was the latter, um, mm-hmm. just because her email was so odd yeah. and vague, I'm like, ooh, maybe there's something there. You know, I was, it was so hard because everything, you know, was shut down, but I guess we weren't shut down there, but I was shut down. We were shut down yeah, um, yeah. I was looking for a job and then I got an email from Sam and I was like, oh, maybe I'm yeah. not going to put my hopes on it, but maybe. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it was, it was a great, great couple of conversations while we figured that out.
1: Yeah, which is always kind of neat how you end up, um, and we've gone through it a couple of times with other kind of interviews, um, how we come to meet Sam, and like you, it's almost by accident the first time or two, and then suddenly it becomes both parties almost secretly um, seeking the other out. And it sounds like that's what happened here as well. Um, okay, so you end up being a, a Heart Center employee, start working here, part of the team. In what capacity was that at the beginning?
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're already laughing. <laughs> um, I was... And still am the behind the scenes person mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Um, you know, she, she's a content machine. You mm-hmm. know, she's producing two podcasts, a blog, tons of blog posts, a newsletter. Um, and so I help her by taking the content, you know, putting it into a layout, creating graphics, uh, making social media posts. So I was, I was doing a lot of that um, and just learning a lot. Like she said, I have no background in HR, no background in medical Qigong, except yeah. for my ex- experiences with her. So it was a lot of learning at the beginning how to do all of that.
1: Well, that's a good point, too, because um, Sam um, was really an HR, what you would call an HR professional to start. Leadership Arts um, was... B- basically started as um a result of your experience in really the traditional hr world so when you started steph that was still kind of the kind of what was happening here correct i mean it was still leadership arts you know Um, and it was still it's funny because you know, even myself and the HR intuitive, you're right. It's people would ask me, who is she? What? And I'd say, oh, she's an HR consultant. But, you know, I didn't really even know what that meant. But I feel like there was some evolution going on. But like mm-hmm. you said, you, you didn't, you, you had no background in HR, but it was something, the content, there was a lot of things, and I'm kind of speaking personally too, there were a lot of things that were making sense, but yet weren't making sense because they were a little bit, um, a little bit confusing at least at the beginning so how was it for you to be able to kind of realize okay wait a minute we've got to, we've got to maybe you know do something here to get be able to like what you're talking about you're putting stuff out there so that the the, the public can realize okay what do we have here
2: well I started and as she's going through orientation and catching me up on things she said You know, she brought up, oh, in X number of days, we're rebranding and, you know, really getting um, a little clearer about what we're doing, that we're healing people and helping them grow at work. Um, So I think that really threw me into the deep end. You know, this is as Leadership Arts was changing and transforming into the Heart Center, um, my... Knowledge and my grasp of what it was was coming along with it, um, and I think that's been my experience the last year. We're we're both trying to work intuitively and, you know, pay close attention to how things are growing and how the community responds. And it's slowly evolving and getting clearer and clearer. You see a lot of um, clarity develop as we work together.
1: I think that's uh, that's very interesting. And for you, Sam, you know, not having someone in, in that position or in that capacity with you, talk a little bit about what that meant for you, how that was maybe able to, to balance you out as well.
0: Well, I think, you know, up to that point, um, I personally was growing evolving and healing aggressively oh, nice. i i still am with like a, mm-hmm. i'm not all all like perfect 100 percent, you know divine vessel or something like that but um and so while i was doing that like and i i literally just had a conversation with somebody yesterday who has watched my business and i was like you know me on day one i had no idea what what I was doing, Mm -hmm. like I just would regurgitate what I've done in the corporate world, but I also knew that was not the answer because if I was gonna do what I could do at a corporate job, I would just work a corporate job. Mm -hmm. Not gonna work my butt off to do the same thing to make sure that I have like a livelihood. Um, And so I've been trying to figure out like, you know, what can I offer the world? What is special? And obviously my path took me into medical Qigong and for a long time I thought, okay, well I'm just gonna become this healing center. Um, and I'll just help as many burnt out professionals in the local area. And then I was like, well, no, like all of this is cumulatively coming to, to something together. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think Dave, you were probably my last leadership arts associates client before we switched over. Um, and what I told Steph, you know, up to that point. I didn't have direction or a niche. I just knew what I was learning and what felt meaningful. And so I would just create content on that. So you would have these random episodes on things like the heart rise morning show, which is coming back in 2023. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just this random stuff that I did while we were locked down mm-hmm. because I was like, I feel moved to share these kinds of things where I would do these live classes, which I think Steph participated in a lot when we were in quarantine and I just, uh, you know, wrote blog posts. I wrote the HR Intuitive. Yeah, HR yeah. Intuitive is a cumulative of that. It's 33 yeah. of these random lessons that, um, and I didn't know where they were going. Like, most of the time I write the book, and I have no idea where it's going. In fact, Workplace Healers, that's coming out in September. <laughs> that's pre-sales are open now. Are, um, It's the first book that I've actually sat down and said, here's the direction of the book, and here's what wow. we're going to do with people, and here's the purpose of it. So... I've basically just been like treading water and going with the flow. Um, And Steph came in at the right time to say, okay, well let's take all of this that you've been doing and now we gotta focus our energy Mm -hmm. because now we're ready to show up. And it it took till I was ready to show up and I wasn't. Um, And even if you go back and listen to Dave's episode, he talks about me like hiding in the hallway and the door (laughs) frames. Yeah. I mean that was who I was. I didn't want to tell people what I was doing because I thought it didn't make sense, um, and now I've gotten to a place where, no, this is the future and this is what we need. Yeah. You know, I wish I had done it five, ten years sooner because the work environment is just really awful right now in so many places. Yeah. But yeah. Now. Well, and I, I, I'll
1: tell you what too. Just this is why, folks. I think these this podcast series is so important and so meaningful it's because you're seeing something unfold really right before your eyes um, and what what's neat about it is the individuals that have been popping into Sam's world okay and people are coming and going in her in her life professionally personally but th- those of us that are are staying or are sticking and Steph being one of them um, and an integral part of, of the process, um, you're, you're seeing how, if you're catching the theme, you, you, you got to be ready for this to, stuff to happen. You got to be ready for it to, to be able to proceed. And you heard Steph talk about it. You know, she was in a dark place. She didn't know necessarily what was going on or who or what or how or why, but something happens. It seems like it might have been just a coincidence, but I don't believe in that either. Um, and the next thing you know, the two of you, Um, hook up and what I've always appreciated about Steph because we had a uh, first time I think we talked was when you first maybe had just started and you used that term burnt out professional and boy did that resonate with me but you also like you had said Sam, Steph you're, you're really you were trying to focus in Focus. Let's put some focus behind a lot of this material and content, because I think we're onto something here. And um, and I was really energized by that because I again I'm in in a in a type white collar world, and um, this stuff resonates like you cannot believe. Um, and it's part of what we're doing and why we're doing this series is to show and ex- kind of express to the listeners to share that this is everyday stuff going on. So when you hear terms like it, I'm gonna ask you, Steph. So like now when you hear the term medical qigong or Chinese medicine, right? Tell us about what that conjures up now versus maybe what you had thought it meant back that first time when almost Sam kind of, you know, you had that first session.
2: I think because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't have a lot of attachments to it. Now that I'm talking to more people about it, I know that a lot of people are wary of it. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they think that, you know, maybe it goes against their religion somehow, or it's, it's weird, or it's woo-woo in a bad way. Um, but I think I was pretty open to it back then, and now I just see it as being such an important part of the wellness equation that so many people don't understand or know about um you know i'm getting um sessions mon- almost monthly sessions from sam and it's something i really look forward to because mm-hmm. it's a reset every month um and i'm doing qigong exercises almost every day now about an hour of cultivation every morning and it's just such a part an important part of my day it makes me feel really good it yeah. makes me you know ready to face whatever i'm going to face that day yeah um so yeah i i think it's as important as my doctor's appointments
1: uh, and, I, and i again that I, I kind of asked the question uh, hoping to get a response like that because while i'm listening i'm going to ask sam to kind of chime in when i'm listening to what you just shared um you know folks have no problem talking about yoga or you had mentioned earlier meditation or some of the traditional I say traditional, the the more household name that we give what what we're all talking about here. But you start to bring in terms like Chinese medicine, medical qigong, and again it's it's immediately maybe puts up a, a, a um a little bit of an obstacle or a barrier for some folks, and myself included, but for whatever reason I thought I, I don't I'm drawn to Sam, I trust her. Let's see where this goes. And I've had a lot of very similar experiences and what I've Appreciate about what you're telling us here is, you you almost need I say need you need this. This is part of who you've become now. It's it's your it's your way to help cope with what those continual struggles are in the workplace and maybe even beyond. And I'll say and I'll ask Sam to kind of comment on this because the ideas um, of medical qigong and Chinese medicine, it's not something that just happened in the last decade or two, right? I mean, this stuff goes back Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years.
0: Yeah, this is 5,000-year-old wisdom that's been passed down from generation to generation, and we're lucky enough that some of it has been written on manuscripts and ancient scrolls, predominantly by emperors, you know, in China that were using this as their healing modality. Uh, You know, we're talking about at some point where Eastern medicine was the great complement to Western medicine and seen as the supplement to maintain your wellness so that you didn't need Western medicine interventions like surgery or medicine prescriptions uh, and things like that. Like, you know, surgery is supposed to be seen as the last possible intervention. The other thing that I think why I love and why I talk about Chinese medicine or oriental teachings in regards to business is it gave gave the pathology of what we're experiencing as a society in our professional lives like we were not meant to work like um we had a post steph put up there about napping because i nap and that's one of my greatest takeaways this is an hr intuitive oh yeah oh, I one remember of the greatest that. things that ted taught me was napping um and we see people post bring that to america we should have that mm. but You know, the nap is a part of finding balance throughout the day. Instead, we're taught that we're supposed to be working this 8 to 5 and maybe overtime and push through being tired. And even if I'm exhausted, then go to the gym and do 60 minutes of a workout when I'm already not feeling well. Um, And then we have a world of convenient food, which is not nourishing. Um, And so because we're so tired, we're eating something that we can nuke in a minute or pick up at a fast food restaurant. And all of that is taking a toll on our body. And, you know, I literally said this to somebody yesterday in a conversation. You know, I'm coming to the hypothesis now that our employee engagement issues are basically a result of the fact that we are not well enough as humans when we get to the workforce we were never actually fully engaged. We're getting people at a partial engagement level, and that's why wellness and engagement are beautifully intertwined. And And I'm talking about this with clarity because of the work that Steph does, um, and even Dave and Grace, to help us sort through, to say, okay, what really do we have here? What is working, what's not? Who are Who in the community is responding to this, and where are they at in their lives? And we spend a lot of time talking to people reaching out to people, reading articles um, in all different facets. So you're talking about like everybody, like Dave's talking to people in his world, mm-hmm. Steph talks to artists, but then also, you know, watching things on the social media pages. We talked to Grace in great detail in her conversation about the research she does. Um, and we've really been doing this hardcore for the last year to, uh, you know, help figure out how we can be of service to this community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'll you know take it a step further because um, we're talking. You know, hey, this makes me feel better just personally. But and I'll you know we'll use Steph as the example. I mean, it's making you a more productive person, or I forget you're productive, but you're just you feel like you're more aligned maybe with what your true purpose or path is to be. And I don't care who you are. Call it whatever you want. That's kind of what we're what we all are trying to do um, is to figure out where we fit in and utilize our skill sets um, to be as much of service to others as we can. So for you, Steph, it seems like you're you've you're you're in a much better place, but that's not to say that the stresses aren't still there i mean you're still, this isn't mm-hmm. like an elixir a magic you know silver bullet and all of a sudden everything goes away talk a little bit about then maybe the ongoing and also you know you're you're coming into contact with with clients of the heart center and um maybe you're seeing folks um that are a little bit wary that first time or a little bit reluctant or not so sure but you know they might be in a tough place Talk about maybe some of those transformations or some of those changes also.
2: I think it's hard to see growth in myself um, because it's gradual. And a lot of times when I'm coming in for my appointments with Sam, I'm like, so can you just tell me where I'm at? Because I don't don't have a sense for it. But Mm -hmm. I do get a sense for it when I'm faced with the same challenges that I've been faced with in the past. And they don't devastate me you know Uh, a hard day now it feels so much more manageable than it was three or four years ago um you know family situations that arise a lot plenty of those are happening before just six months ago before i did medical qigong practitioner training i was so hurt you know it took me days to recover from that and now i can just see how my body and my heart are just uh, processing things so much healthier, um, I feel more resilient. It's not to say that I don't have a day here and there, a Saturday where I sleep in because I'm just extra worn out, um, but I can see the growth and I can see the healing happening. Um, you know, I see new challenges arising and that's probably because I've gotten past things that I've been struggling with for years. Um, so that that's a pretty exciting side of it. And then when I do see clients, you know, I'm seeing clients here and there. Um, Typically, people will come in about once a month to meet with Sam, sometimes more often, sometimes less. But I get to see a little snapshot of how they're doing just by how they're interacting with me. You know, when somebody enters a room, they give off a very, um, you can kind of get a read on people, Mm -hmm. how their energy is doing and how good they're feeling or how stressed out they are. And it, it really is magical. You can tell the people that are diligent that might be doing their homework at home um, because they just have this really easy, uplifting feeling about them, even if they're having a hard day. So I think it does become a very tangible change.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, part of all this, too, especially for the listeners. You know, it's 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 measurable, okay, and it's mm-hmm. something – that um, And I can speak personally about that, too. I also – things don't stress me out or – things don't linger like they used to. If something stresses me out and most everything does, um, I'm able to just be like, you know what? We're good. We're going to figure this out. And, and then for me personally, maybe you can comment on this, too. I look at myself as being someone – that needs to be available to others. So if I'm not the right in the right frame of mind, or I'm not right, um, that's going to affect the relationships I have with others. And I've noticed, for whatever reason, I can rise above things that I did that used to drag me down and really make me much angrier and res- more resentful of others. Where now I'm I'm like, you know what? Hey, we're in this together, and let's let's work together and get to whatever you know, end result we need to get to. But you're right. And I, I'm i just, just talking with you right now. I'm realizing that's been a change probably over the last year or more. Um, it's been gradual, but that's something that I've experienced with Sam as well. And it's hard to put your maybe finger on it, but I, in just hearing what you have, have had to share, um, that, that definitely resonates with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just because you're you're lighter. I mean yeah. medical Jiang is all about moving energy and we have energy. We everyone you everyone knows that you have energy. Like however you want to classify yep. it, if you want to believe in energy work or not, you know that there's an energetic component even from just a science aspect in the body. And we don't do anything to care for that energy. And that's where the light bulb went off for me when I saw Medical Qigong, which was all about caring for energy. And so what you're talking about is incorporating monthly routines, you know, at minimum, if you're not doing exercise, a monthly appointment that somebody's taking care of your energy. And so if you think about just all the things weighing you down and having some of those layers peeled off, life is gonna be easier to manage. Yeah, Because when you have everything and you shut down, and I'm, I swear, you can just look around you. Now that we're talking about this, the awareness piece, you're gonna look and see people very differently. And, and it's not because they're a bad person mm-hmm. or something, it's because life is happening, and we have no way to remove those certain layers and that heaviness. Um, which is also one of the hardest lessons to learn as somebody who starts taking care of their energy because your energy will elevate, but you, that doesn't change everybody else around you. You just see it through a different lens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think but also, I, uh,
2: go ahead. Oh, no, please. A very obvious symptom for me of, or not a symptom, but a sign of where my health is, is how easy it is for me to get into my art studio and- Before, you know, when I was at my other job, and even before then, when I'm juggling all these things, I wasn't taking care of my energy, I was trying to be perfect, all of those stressors. Um, It was like pulling teeth to get into my studio to do the one thing that I know I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing. I was like made to do it. And now it's just like, oh, I'm just going to pop in here after work and do half an hour of painting on this. And it's just way more fun now. Not that it's always easy, but. (laughs) Right, um, but it's
1: way more fun. Sounds like way more. And then way more. Then how energized do you feel afterward? I mean, that's Mm got to go a long way. Um, But it's interesting. I'm, I'm with you, too. And I, again, for the listener's sake, Think about those things that Steph just mentioned, that art studio. Think about what, what is your art studio? Where are you going, I say, to escape? Or where, where is your place where you know you're going to get recharged and you're going to be doing um, really what you were made to do? Think about how difficult it has been lately for you to get into that space. Um, and it could be because there are things weighing you down, and you know there are, and you've got to kind of take a step back and maybe think there's another way out there um, to deal with it, to address it. And it could be medical Qigong and Chinese medicine and just becoming a little bit more aware of what it means and maybe aware a little bit more aware of your surroundings. And if you don't believe that it's impacting you, like Sam suggests, look around at others and watch how just life itself anymore is really knocking the wind out of people, um, generally speaking. And, you know, you got to take a little bit of responsibility and maybe ownership to say, I'm going to do something about this for yourself, and then in turn, it's going to spread out to others.
0: Yeah. Well, as always, and I know Steph did not believe that this <laughs> would even be possible, but we are, like, almost at an hour. Like, yeah. We're just quickly <laughs> going by, recapping everything. Um So, um, before we wrap things up, Steph, you have any final words of wisdom
2: you want to share with the listeners? I want to say, if it's not medical Qigong, find something, find something that helps you to care for your energetic body. There are plenty of modalities out there. Mm -hmm. You know, the heart center can get you connected to, to a modality or, you know, start doing your research and trying different things because it's so important. You know, your life, your life, your quality of life, totally depends on how you feel and what your energetic body's toting around. So you might as well uh, take care of it and feel better.
1: (laughs) There you have it, folks. I mean, that's the tagline. I mean, that's, (laughs) you're so true. It's so true. You're so right. Um,
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a great thing. And I love that you said, I mean, we do have people who come in here and medical qigong is just not the right therapy and modality for them and we make referrals to other modalities that will help them take care of their energy because we're here to help with the healing process i mean that's what our mission is is that we believe the healing and growth of people matter and so we partner with people on a regular basis that align with our mission and want to help you know Yep. So we service those who obviously this is the modality that resonates with them, but then we get others to other places to make sure they get the help that they need.
1: Yeah. And as uh, kind of to wrap things up, um, first of all, we want to thank Steph Holmes for her time today and her wisdom and all of her insight. Um, we appreciate that. We appreciate you and all you do for the heart center and everyone uh, that's involved with the heart center. Speaking of healing work, um We have, as Sam mentioned earlier, she's got uh, a new book that will be released September-ish.
0: September-ish. Ish,
1: Maybe more-ish than September, but it's coming, folks, and it's called Workplace Healers, and it is the uh, long-anticipated follow-up to the um, SMASH, uh, the HR Intuitive, that uh, if you haven't gotten your hands-on, um, that's something you want to check out. That book is actually going to be relaunched. There is a new cover, and that's coming soon as well.
0: Yeah, that's actually available for purchase now. And the audiobook that Dave recorded is very close.
1: Right? Oh, boy.
0: Hopefully end of July, early August, we'll have that. So watch the channels to see that release coming. So lots of things we're working on behind the scenes and making that happen. Yeah. And then next up for next month, is it Nancy or Tony? Do you know yet, Steph? Oh,
1: boy.
2: I think Nancy's next.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: Well, and this is going to be interesting. I love <laughs> how we like progress. We're because, building. <laughs> because Nancy and Tony are some of the most tenured members of the team. So they've seen it from leadership arts. Like Nancy started with the team as a leadership arts uh, associate. Oh, yeah consultant and then had to go through the brand, which is just a fascinating story in itself. And Tony, Tony was with me when I was like a baby entrepreneur and we've kind of grown our businesses together. So they're going to be fascinating conversations. And I think just as always, the yeah. timing works out the way that it should.
1: Yeah, no question. I'm anxious to, to, uh, to speak to both of them and I think it'd be a great, uh, it's going to be a great follow-up to, uh, to what we just did with Steph here. So with that hey listeners if you have questions or if you have any type of feedback we are always looking for that um, or any ideas that you'd like to see please contact us please reach out to us on all our social media platforms and with that we're gonna take it uh take it out and thank everyone for being here Sam thank you as always we yeah. appreciate what you do
0: thank you and we'll all talk to you next we'll talk
1: week. to you next month not next Steph. week not stuff that's right. I'm
0: sure I, I will be talking to you next week. Dave will be back next month. I'll be
1: back next month. I'm just a, I'm a once a month guy. <laughs> See you, everybody.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Heart of It podcast. I am so grateful for you and I hope this episode served you. If it did and you want to support the podcast, share your love by leaving a review on your favorite listening platform. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your organization. Bye!